like you almost wish it was re- re- reversed. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I wish you were <laughs> exactly. I wish you were like I love Bash. I just kind of can't stand you. It's just you. I, something about you. <laughs> I'd be like, that's fine. Sometimes I can't stand myself either. So yeah. that works. Welcome to another episode of the Do Me a Favor podcast. I'm Ben, and this week we have another very special guest as our streak of special guests continues. Joining me is a longtime friend and fitness entrepreneur, Alex Trakis. Alex is the co-founder, owner, and CEO of Bash Boxing, a game-changing boxing-inspired fitness class and experience. In just five quick years, Alex and her team have grown Bash into a DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, powerhouse with two locations, a third on its way, and plans to franchise in the very near future. Alex is amazing, and in this episode, we dive into a, a ton of topics, um, ranging from you know pretty personal stuff to very business-related, uh, and really diving into her journey with Bash. In particular, some of the topics we, we cover, you know, the importance of body movement in her life and in general, how creating a real community is at the center of her business and always has been, which I've seen firsthand. It's amazing the community that she's grown and why sacrificing parts of herself for the betterment of her business has been extremely difficult at times, but also extremely necessary for growth. Uh, This was a lot of fun and I feel like these keep getting better. Alex was super honest, super vulnerable, which is much appreciated. Um, So please enjoy it, share it, like it, et cetera, et cetera. And if you feel so inclined, do your body a favor and visit drinkafavor.com, buy a case of our wellness shots, try them out, and subsequently feel better. Enjoy. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so like I said, we, we chatted a bit before, but um, the purpose of this, along with you know telling your story, which I think is awesome, I'm sure we can get a lot out of it, but you know, the main thing is to just keep this conversational and really just um, for me as a, as a new founder to kind of understand the pitfalls that are ahead of me. So again, mm-hmm. selfishly, that's kind of why I started this. So <laughs> going to run through these questions and uh, let's um, keep it light, keep it fun and let's, let's get it done. Cool. I love it. Let's do it. So let's start from the top without being too like cookie cutter, like tell me your background, tell me your passion, like Generally speaking, why did you start Bash, and like, how did you get to to the point that you knew that you wanted to start it? Yeah. Okay. So I've answered this question a few times. I've got it. I've gotten it down. So it's not so cookie but also not like super long winded. I'd imagine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've I like to coin myself as um, obviously female entrepreneur, founder, but also a movement enthusiast. So I'm not your typical. Went to business school, figured out how to start a business, run a business. I have been moving my entire life. That's why Bash Boxing is founded and rooted in movement, in boxing movement specifically. But I came from a background of dance, of theater, and of moving your body to keep yourself connected to yourself, to keep yourself physically fit, to keep yourself um, mentally sound. So I was always moving my whole childhood. I went to college for dance, as I said. And then I just started working in the fitness industry almost immediately. I lasted about six months as an executive assistant. It was like, nope, this is not for me. In New um, York. I need to wear New York. In New York. Yeah, right? in New York. That's right. Yep. We were both in New York. Yep. Um, and 
I, yeah, I mean, I would rather, I, I, I was bartending in New York too. And I would rather bartended for the last 10 years than stay sitting at a desk. I had to move my body. I had to talk to people. I had to interact with people. Um, and I had to teach them about how moving your body is the best medicine you'll ever have. It's the best way to connect back to yourself. Um, it's the best way to learn about yourself and to move through hard times. And I think a lot of us, you know, found that a lot through the pandemic is people were stuck in their homes. So they were like, what do we do? We have to move our bodies in any way mm -hmm. possible. Um, and we can get into some of that as well, but my background, I started my fitness career at a place called the bar method. It was a fitness franchise that was, um, bar and Pilates focused. I then spent the bulk of my career before starting, starting bash, which was only another three years, um, at orange theory. And so that's where I learned everything I needed to know about opening, starting, running, selling fitness and being on the ground floor from literally let's go get the permits from the county to mm -hmm. let's sign up our 500th member to let's hit 100k month to hit let to let's hit a million dollar year to let's also remember why we do this is to bring people together mm -hmm. and you know start communities that um that people wouldn't have otherwise to bring people that would have never known each other that would have never shared space that would have never um, been there through those hard times and not even known it, just working in a room and sweating together. There's a lot of studies around, you know, doing a workout together bonds you because you are going, moving through the same motions and, and experiencing the same thing, but also having your own human experience. So mm -hmm. um, that all to say in 2017, I was seeing smaller boxing concepts and some of them have become huge since then, but smaller boxing concept concepts pop up in the New York and LA area. And whenever I got to a fitness franchise, I always felt like I was a little late to the party. So even at, um, bar method and especially at orange theory, I asked the questions right up front. Can I be an owner? How do I franchise this at 24 years old? I wanted to own a bar method. And then at 26, I wanted to own a orange theory. And then at 27, I was like, can I cuss on here? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> You, you, like, have per, you have permission and, and I will. <laughs> I was like, I do. I mean, I do it in my classes too. So yeah, I was like, it. fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I, have, I think that's the, I think that's the goal or at yeah. least find something that is not completely exploded in the fitness industry yet. Like treadmill intervals and bar and Pilates. Cause in 2016, mm -hmm. that was everywhere. Um, so in 2017, again, saw boxing was like, this is it. So originally it was a, a business decision. It was like, this isn't in my market. No one has done this yet down here in DC and Arlington. Um, and, and it's just starting to become really big in like the big, big cities like New York and LA. Mm -hmm. um, but there was no franchise other than, and I wasn't going down the route of a title boxing or a UFC or LA boxing. I was going down the route of boutique fitness of that elevated experience, that bringing community together, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, uh, to be, Frank, a high dollar amount for a high performance product mm -hmm. that demands excellence across the board. That's what I wanted to be a part of. It's what the other brands I was a part of did. Um, and I wanted to elevate that even more. So, um, you know, I, then I, I said it out loud. I mean, I I said, I'm going to, I'm going to own boxing studio. That's what I'm going to do. It was like February. Of, it was literally five years ago, almost like 10 days ago, five years ago. Um, I'm, I'm going to open my own boxing studio. It's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. By the end of April, I had my four business partners. I had a few um, co-founding team members that were like, yeah, let's do this. And 
we have two studios, we're franchising and we're opening five corporate stores in the next year. Um, obviously the pandemic hit us really hard, but we came back swinging, punching, fighting, knocking shit out harder than ever. So there you go. The rest is history. Nice. The rest is history. Inter- interview over. Awesome. No, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, a lot of directions we can go from there, but I think I want to ask about like those initial four, you said founding members. So this is your idea. Obviously you need money. So you need the business mm-hmm. partners, but like, right. how did you go? how did you go about getting, um, I guess, I don't know what you call it at the time, but like the talent, the original getting people bought in. So I assume you were kind of recruiting from, from different areas. I'm sure you had Absolutely. some, some connections from previous experience, but yeah, talk about that. So, um, just so I'm clear, do you mean my four business partners or my founding team members? Founding team members. Cool. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, well, both, both, yeah. to be honest. I'm curious about both, but I, I was referring to the team members. Yeah. I mean, briefly, in short, it was four local entrepreneurs to um, the, the DC Arlington area, the Alexandria area, and then um, four fitness professionals that one I knew um, a pretty long time, about three years already. Another one I met through her and then another one that I just met in a coffee shop and we, it was supposed to be five minutes of an interview and it ended up being two hours for me and his name's Jonathan just connected over anything and everything and what we wanted the studio to feel like and what he saw for it and all of this. And then um, there was an additional woman on our team that handled all of our marketing um, and was, and was, yeah, so I had basically... And actually there was like, man, there was almost six by the end of opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were six of us by opening, but, um, those four founding team members in those conversations and sitting around that round table and, and saying, you know, what do we want our, our workout to look like? What do we want? Um, which was also being had with my, my founders as well. My, um, my business partners. So yeah. yeah. Um, so- recruiting team members. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. It's yeah connecting with people and it's people you trust and it's people that see your vision, even when you're not even totally clear on it. You know, uh, you it's sitting in front of somebody and being like, this is where I want to go. Will you help me? Um, and you know, this is what I want to build for you. This is what I want to see for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that I think when I was, when I was younger and just starting this and actually something I've had to like kind of unlearn is not seeing too much for them, for others, not seeing too much for other potential and more asking like what is realistic in the now and what can, what can we do together? Um, but I don't regret that at all then, because I don't think that if I was that naive to it and I was like, this person can definitely do this and I can definitely do this. And we're not worried about this and we're not questioning anything that we wouldn't be where we are. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about like, in terms of their specific roles, like wanting them to grow into a certain role or more like a skill set that you thought would be developed that maybe not, maybe wasn't, wasn't Both. in the cards. Both. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that, um, seeing for someone is wonderful and they can step into a role, but then it taking it off you, that it's not on you to bridge the gap of their skills. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that's been a, that's actually been a big lesson for this year for me for, from 2021 into 2022. Um, and that's a lesson I actually learned from one of my founders, from my largest investor and big business partner. I'll never forget a conversation we had where I, 
<laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna tell this story. It makes me sound really dumb. Um, I I said to him one time, the accountant keeps calling me about one of the accounts and one of the bank accounts, and like I don't understand. So I don't know why he keeps calling me. Like that's his job. And my partner looked at me and he goes, Are you telling me that you don't understand the accounting of your own business? And there was this very awkward pause, very deep breath, realizing this man has just invested a lot of money mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And then there was an exercise and homework given to understand the accounting of my business. And yeah. after that, I never, you know, I never thought something wasn't my job or, or yeah. something was, and, and I always take on things like that in things I know in studios in sales, everything's my job to a fault to this day. I still go back into the studio. I'm like, okay, this is missing. This is missing. This is missing. Like yeah. we need to go here, here, and here. But when it was things like accounting, that maybe at the University of Shenandoah in my dance degree, I didn't learn. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as comfortable m- moving through that or even trying. Yeah. Um, and so that was a huge lesson to me year one of, oh, okay, things you don't know, you need to know. You need to bridge almost all of your, your skill gaps to a certain degree to be successful. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something I come up against every day. And we've talked about that on like the last couple of podcasts is like the idea of like thinking you need an expert in something. Right. So like when I first started, I was like, all right, I need someone to run social. I need like, I need a, you know, nutritionist. I need food scientists. Like, I I don't know how to fucking do this. Like this is for for me, it was a completely new industry. Right. So, and I never started something. So the thought was like, all right, I'll just like get, all these people to like do these certain aspects. And as you start to have these conversations and like, you know, have people that you may work with who you kind of realize might not know as much as you think they did. Right. You you start to realize, first of all, like I need to know it, as you said, but second of all, like I can do it. Like there's no reason I can't, I can't do this. So I think that's been like a huge consistent thing. It's like every day there's something new, like Amazon, like, you know, thinking I need like an Amazon expert to like, yeah, put in our keywords and like do all this stuff. And I like do like two hours of research one night and I'm like, fuck, like I, I can do this. Like this is exactly. Yeah. But it's a fine line because you do need experts in some, some areas. Right. And it's a fine line because if you take on too much, it, it, it folds on itself. It and can't the, go anywhere. There's and the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can't see anything. And that's happened to me multiple times where I've just gotten so far into it that I can't actually see out of it. And I can't even see the original vision of where we were going. And I'm the one that's creating that path. So that's when, you know, you do need to get another expert in, or at least another, another workhorse in that wants to take the time to learn for two hours and then do it efficiently. They don't have to do it perfectly. They have to do it efficiently and effectively. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, that's something that's constantly like top of mind and yeah. And then it, it becomes a, a matter of like your time. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's not easy, but um, it's cool. one of those so, things where you, you need to know because at any given point, when you have a, when you have a business that a person can leave, yeah. that's not you. If you founded the business and it's yours, you have to know their role because they can leave. And then that hole is there. And of course, like, I think all of us get better. Like I certainly have in the last five years of ensuring that that hole is not 
it doesn't just sink. Like there's, there is someone around that is begging for that job Mm -hmm. or you've been starting, you're looking already because maybe you've had certain conversations with people and you're like, "Mm, I don't think this is working out. So I've definitely in the last two years, especially, and with, with COVID and knowing that, you know, Mm -hmm. people's priorities change, people's goals shift. They don't want to work for someone else anymore. So many people want to go out on their own. And if people are in your company, like, you know, for lack of a better term, like half-assing it or not really showing up, you need to have somebody in performance, we call it waiting in the wings, like literally as somebody that's like, I want that part. I want that part and I'll do anything to get it. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely established that within my company of like, look, and I remember when I was at Bar Method and my boss said to us that we were replaceable. And I remember thinking, is she fucking kidding? I run this place. I do everything for her. And then I went to quit and she didn't even let me finish out my two weeks and I was replaced and it was over. And in two weeks time, the business was still running and it still runs. And that's something you have to learn as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a bit. So, well, you just kind of touched on it, but like your previous experience, right? Did you get to a point was it like more a point in life or like a point in kind of where you were at with your specific career as like, I want to start something like, you know, some people are like, is it something you had always kind of thought about? Or was it just like, no, like something about this is not as good as I think it can be. Like I, I, I can do it better. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to get super detailed with the past experience if you don't want to, but um, I sense. think that I, I think I, my career in fitness made me want to be an owner first rather Mm -hmm. than a creator. Um, but then my, the, the past 20 years of my life was about creation and whether, even though it was through movement and dance, I am such a creative person that it fell into, it fell into the fact that there was no, there was nothing to franchise and own outright and follow Mm -hmm. this blueprint. And to be honest, I don't think I would have been very good at that anyway. Um, it was create your own blueprint, like create your own path and do it your way because exactly you see holes in this industry and you see people taking this business that is about people and making it about something else, making it about metrics only, making it about, uh, the flashy new thing, making it about, I don't know that now it's going to have this like nineties theme. Cause that's, what's in trend. And, and what you, what people kept missing is like, this business is a talent driven business brought together by people and by lots of people, by masses of people mm-hmm. that should be that all different in nature, all welcome. They should never feel isolated because maybe they don't know what's trending on TikTok. They should feel like they walk in. This is their safe space. This is their community space that they get to either leave everything at the door or bring it in and work mm-hmm. through it in the room. And they see their friends, they get to ask, you know, the person about how their kids are, how their mom is, they know these things about each other. And I just saw in the industry that they were, that people were missing that it was close at orange theory. It was really close, mm-hmm. but as a business grows and I'm learning this now, like that's really hard to hang on to, but I keep coming back to that. It's the most important thing that your, yeah. your people are the most important thing, at least in, in my business. Yeah. So what does that look like? <laughs> Like specifically, because I, I have a question here and sorry if I'm like looking at this screen, but um, I'm, I'm locked in. Don't worry. I'm listening to oh, no, I, I, I didn't even notice. Um, well, I had a question about building community because I think you've done an awesome job and I've told you that before. But like how 
specifically? Like, what are I guess the day on the on the day to day? Because like it's something easy to say, right? Like, I want to build right. a a, gen, a genuine community. Yeah. Um, you saw that kind of missing in other places, but like, how does that manifest for you? So, in a super tactical sense, all of my coaches are required to learn the names of people in class, front desk as well, but primarily and the studio manager just by osmosis knows everyone because they're there all the time. Mm -hmm. But, and that's your most key, key person, by the way, anyone listening that wants to start a fitness business, fitness franchise is, you know, thinking about it, it, your either owner operator or studio operator is the key to this community that we're talking about. I'm like doing this, like an Italian, I'm like the key to this community. (laughs) Um, I'm Greek. I'm not Italian, but they really are. So they're, that person, um, the best way I can describe it is when you care, it shows. So that person is going to establish the culture and when they care, it shows it's felt, it is felt in the walls of the building. Mm-hmm. And then tactically, as I said, my coaches, no matter if it's your strong suit or not. And I've had many, many coaches say, Oh, names aren't my strong suit. It's not my strong suit. I'm like, I don't care. That's what we do here. That's kind of like people, not- yeah, it's yeah. not a real thing, anyways. Like, no, it's not a real thing. It's not a real what, thing. It's a skill. You learn a skill. Like it's... exactly. And I'm be like, and like, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm super worried for the for the generation after us. I mean, they're they have their skills are this, and that is it. And I'm so worried for them because I'm like looking someone in the eye and asking them their name is terrifying at this point. And it started to get terrifying for us. I mean, it's something that I do in my classes all the time. I'm like, as we're shifting sides of the room, I'm like, all right, guys, lift up your eyes, make eye contact with somebody. You don't have to mm-hmm. touch them. If you don't want, you don't have to high five them, but you will acknowledge them because you're all going through this together. And we're going to, yeah. we're going to share some stairs. And I'm like, yeah. let it get awkward. Let it yeah. get awkward. And everyone and just kind of like laughs at me, but like, but then all of a sudden the energy in the room is a little bit lighter, yeah. it's a little bit more jovial. You're like, oh, we don't have to take this this seriously. We don't have to like go super hard and then stare at the floor and then go super hard and then leave and like, you know, whatever. It's they come here for a reason. You work out with other people for a reason. Just the same way that we go to certain restaurants for a reason, right? Like you go to feel something, to get a service, to to feel differently than you do alone in your home. Yeah. And obviously that was magnified in the last year. Um, So yeah, tactically, you learn every single name whether they're new at their first class, their 200th, it's their 50th, it's their fifth, you are learning their name. So we do get a list of names um, on our class and you can have that, but you need to be walking up to them. And if you're correcting them or helping them with their form or congratulating them on an amazing front hook, mm-hmm. you're going to ask them off mic their name. Like, can you remind me of your name? And if they're like, Sarah, okay, mic back on. Sarah, that's an incredible front hook. And there is literally science and whatever to, that proves that if you ask and you say, and you say again, and you say a third time, you will not forget it. Yeah. So I, I teach that to my coaches and it's embedded. And I've, I've had just hired two people that were like, yeah, I don't really do that. I didn't really do that at Orange Theory. I didn't really do that at my last job. And I'm like, I don't really care. You're going to do yeah. it here. You're going to do it every single day. Yeah. I'm like, well, or you're going to see your, you're going to see your classes not be as full and people not care about your class. And you're going to come to me in six months and say, Hey, nobody wants to take my class. And I'm going to say, Hey, do you know anyone in your class? And they're going to say maybe two people. And I'm going to say, that's why. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a proven thing. 
like you have the evidence so yeah and so and then and then in our lobbies um i ensure that the studio manager and the front desk know like if someone is new and it is it's an intimidating environment even if we make it super warm because Mm -hmm. everyone does know each other make sure you walk them over to one of our incredible members that's taken 300 classes and be like hey this is lauren She's really excited to meet you. She's going to be right next to you on B5. She's taken almost 300 classes, but don't worry. Don't be intimidated. She's there just to like support you. And the person just is like, oh, wow. Okay. And if you read our reviews online, like that's what people talk about. They're like, Mm -hmm. they took the intimidation out of boxing. They really cared about me getting to my spot. I I felt set up. I felt welcomed. I felt seen. Yeah. That's awesome. I I felt seen every time I go in. I feel (laughs) good. Sometimes I don't want to feel seen, to be honest. I'm like hiding in the corner. And that's, that is, that is something that comes up, you know, and we definitely had people say like, Hey, like today's not the day. Like, I don't want to, and we respect that. Um, Or if we like, you know, we celebrate birthdays, we like get the birthday belt out. We've had, we've gone over to a few guys and girls, but some, most of the time it's more guys. And we're like, let's go, Kevin, it's your birthday. And he's like, no, no, I do not want any of this attention. And we're like, all right, sweet. We're going to go over here now. Yeah. (laughs) If it's my birthday, I'm definitely down down for a party. Okay. But um, great, no, great, great. I, I'll be sure to. We'll get no, it's all good. I mean, out. it is a different. And I've you know I've taken other boxing classes. I've taken with boxing lessons. Obviously, it's not that, but like, yeah, that is unique to you guys for sure. Um, the follow well, ups. Bo- yeah, and yeah. with boxing, it's it, we as founders, even like my business partners, it was one of the first questions we asked ourselves: like, how do we take the intimidation out of it because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's the most intimidating sport there is. You're hitting other people in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how do we make this for everyone? Because it's not going to be appealing to everyone. We're going to miss out on like a good, good chunk of the market that mm-hmm. wants a treadmill or thinks boxing is too gritty. They won't even come into our doors. So how do we like change that over time and over marketing and over how we speak about our brand, the language on our social page, the language when we come into the studio, um, all of that stuff is taken into consideration. And it's always changing, right? It's always exactly iterating based on feedback. Innovate or die, baby. Innovate or die. There you go. So I want to ask you about um, something you kind of just mentioned, but like staying positive for your team and like more so like staying positive like if you're teaching a class too like if you have like a mm-hmm. shitty day like <laughs> talk up on both in both situations right like as as the face of, of your team but also as the face of a class like Ooh. yeah how, how do you how do you kind of approach that when it's like fuck I really don't want to do this today um I think the the first part is something I can relate to like we we're talking before like days like today that are a bit more difficult, but like, yeah, as a leader, how do you keep that face and you know stay positive? I'm sure it's something that you've grown with. Yes. I, I don't want to say I was really bad at this when I started bash, but I was, um, I was way more willing to let anyone and everyone know how I was feeling about everything. So whether that was, I was super proud or super happy with something, or I was really disappointed. I didn't like what I was seeing. And like, Mm -hmm. you're kind of seeing my face right now. And like, honestly, like that would be the face that I would make. It'd be something like this. 
And if you know me and know how animated and, and positive I am and how much I like people to feel good, mm-hmm. if I'm making that face or giving you that energy, it is felt. <laughs> um, and I remember one of my partners was like, hey, you can't come into construction, construction meetings and look at people like that. Like you just, you can't do that. What is that face? Like you don't do what they do. You don't even understand what they do fully. Like you cannot grasp like building a building. It's not what you do. So Mm -hmm. you cannot look across the room at like, you're going to kill somebody. (laughs) And I was like, well, I think it gets more shit done than me just being like, okay, to the wind. I trust you because that's not working either. Yeah. So um, where I think I've grown a lot is ensuring that if I do feel, and I am a big feeler, I'm a very emotional person, probably felt just by listening to this. Um, I feel it. if I do feel a negative emotion, um, fear, sadness, anger, mm-hmm. and honestly, I hate calling them negative emotions because I love all of our emotions. It's the only way that we get to experience super highs is if we, if we really let ourselves feel the other, the other emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure that I sit with it. So if there's something that happens in a meeting or um, whatever in, in the, in the day, I take it home later. I have to get everything done for the day and really assess if it's worth me bringing up to that person, bring it up to the group of people addressing as a whole as for the business, or if it was just something I needed to move through that day. And I know when I started, that was not the case. I mean, I could fly off the handle. I could cry at the drop of a hat. I could have an anxiety attack over nothing. Like now, if I'm going to have an anxiety attack, it is, or panic, like it's over something. It's over something mm-hmm. very big that is happening in the business. It is not over like what one of my coaches said to me in passing that I can't let go that I think mm-hmm. was, you know, that I think was about my character or something. And I, and listen, it's still a struggle. Like I still get feedback about Alex, you make everything personal. You take everything personally. And my response to that sometimes is, well, it is personal. This is my life. This is my life's work. This is mm-hmm. me. Bash is me. I remember one time someone said to me, it's not you. I don't like, I just don't like bash. And I was like, yeah, that's, that doesn't work for me. That's it's one in the same. It's an extension yeah. of me. It is literally my limbs, my body, my soul, my heart is bash. Yeah. It's like you almost wish it was reversed. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I wish you like <laughs> exactly. I wish you were like, I love Bash. I just kind of can't stand you. It's just you. I, something about you. <laughs> I'd be like, that's fine. Sometimes I can't stand myself either, so yeah. that works. Um, second part to the question about leading a class. I'm really happy you asked this um, mm-hmm. because so I think that's gotta be it, tough. Like, yeah, but it's, that's, it's not a lot of energy like yeah I've, I've been I've seen you know I've been a, a few classes so I've had a few different coaches and yeah you yeah. guys all bring it so yeah I mean it's definitely also ingrained in uh ingrained in our culture that um that that's a requirement too <laughs> um it's a yeah we so this is what this is something I actually have been using in my management for a long time is and it sounds really harsh when it comes out, but I, it'll, I promise it, it works is if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. Or if you cannot be here, don't be here. But if you're going to be here, you have to show all the way up because it is your responsibility to lead this room and lead these people through the best 45 minutes of their day. Mm-hmm. 
And I say that because I've had multiple conversations with some of my coaches recently about that. Sometimes when you're in the worst headspace ever, I mean, like just, you can't even see straight. You're so anxious or something has just happened. Your phone is just blown up, whatever it is. Sometimes coaching is the greatest thing that happens because you have to be so present. Mm -hmm. You have to just drop in and be so present for everybody else that your shit seems so much smaller. And by the end, you like, remember who you are and you're able to like confront that situation and be like, that actually isn't, I don't feel that sad about that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell my younger female coaches, I'm like, I don't care that he didn't text me back, you know, whatever it is, um, that it can help. And other times, you know, I have a lot of coaches that are full-time in other jobs and they have very strenuous jobs. They're very capable human beings. You would not be working for bash boxing, even part-time if you weren't super capable and super motivated and super Mm -hmm. obsessed with what you're doing, um, at at your full-time job and at at bash, um, it wouldn't work. You, you could never take on somebody that's like, Oh, like I'm not super passionate about this. I just kind of like, you know, show up at my corporate job. And then I, and then I really drop in here. Like people say that, but our key team members that really excel they're mm-hmm. crushing it at their corporate job and they're crushing it at bash they yeah. just they don't have a 50 50 way to be like that's how i am i i there's no way i can step on that stage and not give you 120 percent. yeah i mean if you're gonna do it do it right? yeah but i also say to them but if you can't lean on your teammates let us know i told you before the call i'm coaching in an hour and a half for somebody because They've just, they've run themselves into the ground because they're trying so hard to do so many things. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't look down upon that. We never second guess it. We never are like, I can't believe she couldn't do that. We're like, yeah, life is hard. Shit happens. And I'm so happy to step in and help you out this time because I know you're going to help me out. Yeah. You just need the communication to be there. That's the biggest Absolutely. thing. There. Exactly. So yeah. important. Rather that than show up and. Yeah. You know, and be like, be what kind of energy is this? Get this out of here. Yeah. No, it's interesting. The first part about, you know, like kind of letting go from like the problems or whatever, like working out and, and teaching kind of allows you to be present. Cause that, that's how I felt when I was playing basketball, like yeah. an escape, right? Like it's when you're on that court and people talk about that all the time. Like when I'm on that court, like nothing else like matters, which is yeah. a feeling that, yeah, it's, it was unique to, to that part of my life. So it brought me back a bit. Just, just hearing you say that, which I, yeah. again, I still work out and stuff too, but something about like that specifically was a, a well, special place. It's, it's when you find something that you are so passionate about mm-hmm. and you were so, were, are, are <laughs> so gifted at, and Perfect. you took, took like a little bit of the gift and just worked so hard to be that good. Mm-hmm. So you can shut everything else out because truly nothing else does matter. Yeah. And you would think I've I've told my partners that too. And they're like, well, there's going to come a time where you're going to stop coaching. And I was like, no way. And, and another amazing female founder, I definitely suggest you try to get her on this podcast. Her name's Ann Malum, uh, who founded solid core. That's now upwards of, I mean, they're going to open like another 80 studios this year. She's already over a hundred. She's an, she's a machine. She's amazing. Um, I shouldn't say machine. She's an incredible human being, but her business is a machine. It runs like crazy. And it's because of yeah. her work ethic and her do or say die. And um, yeah, so she, she was one of the people that told me like, you should never stop coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take time off from it with the business needs, but I'm always touring to my studios and I'm always dropping in and coaching because I always need to be doing 
what all my teams are doing. I need yeah. to be doing it the best. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Lead by example. Cool. Awesome. Switching gears a bit again. Um, I have a few questions. I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. I got some good ones here. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> um, this is kind of an overarching one, but like how much of the original vision of Bash, like the original vision you had in your head, would you say has manifested to like where you're at now? That's a pretty like meta big question. Oh, yeah. Cause the reason I asked that is cause like, I saw you posted that you watched Genius the other day, Kanye Doc. I'm a Kanye like Stan, I've always been, but like the mm-hmm. one thing, obviously now he's got his issues, but like that period of time, obviously was like special to me. And the thing I got out of it the most is like he had a vision of like, this is what it's going to be. Like either yeah. get on board or get out of my way. And yeah. he just had like such an incredible vision. And I'm just curious, like, and that's something I'm thinking about for myself. Like we need to tighten right. this vision. We need to be unrelenting with it. How much of that? Right like, right you. Yeah. How much of that is kind of where you're at now? Like from what you first had, that was a long winded question. No, I get it. I, I followed it all the way because I'm, I literally this week have had to sharpen the vision, as you mm-hmm. just said, um, tighten it, sharpen it, tunnel it because I am by nature, a more collaborative, ethereal, spiritual, I could float away if I'm not focused. Um, and I get very, you know, Oh, I want to work on this now and this now within my own business. Right. I've never looked at anything else for five years, but, um, I think, I, I mean, I, I took the same thing away from that documentary. And honestly, I, I just talked about her two seconds ago, the founder of solid core, but I'll, I had a very like interesting conversation with her five years ago where I said, did you always know you wanted to open, you could open this many, I said, you could open this many stores. And she, I remember her, she like kind of threw like your shoulders back and she was like, absolutely. I knew that she was like, I, I, I hate when people ask me that I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I knew how many I was going to open. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like. That's cool. We, we, we can edit it. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, Hey, I'm on a call, so I'm just going to shut the door, but I'm leaving in like 15. I'll take Tony. Thanks. Okay. Um, my, my dog howls like yeah. hardcore as you would just heard. Um, okay. It's real life. It's real life. We're real life at home here. And trust me, if I was at the studio, it'd be even worse. It'd be like, like all this stuff going on. Um, I don't have, I don't have a corner office or even a, co- a, a working space yet. It's this yeah. or it's in the back of one of the bash studios. Yeah, you, um, you and me both. But anyways, what I was saying is I remember thinking to myself, I had a lot more self-doubt. I had a lot more um, imposter syndrome of, I just want 1500 square feet to bring people together and to have this amazing workout. And yeah, and that's it. Like I didn't, I didn't have that big picture. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this hundred stores and we're going to sell for whatever. But as we have gone down, as we came back from the pandemic, to be honest, that's when I started sharpening the vision. I was like, holy shit, Alex, like you were only open 18 months and one of your Mm -hmm. studios is only open three months. And not only are you not closing your stores, you're profiting in the pandemic because you figured out how to lean out your business and still make it 
what it is. You've been there afterwards. It's, it has not changed. It is in fact enhanced in product, enhanced in customer service, Mm -hmm. um, but gotten smarter about it. And I think that's back to when I was talking about, I had to, I had to bridge my skill gaps. I had to drop the self-doubt and drop the, oh, well, maybe we'll just be like a four-store powerhouse and say, hey, like, do you want to, do you want to take on some of the bigger boxing um, modalities? Because you just came back from the pandemic better than they did. So if you're doing it right and you're keeping it about your people, but you really want to expand this, you need to sharpen the vision. And so I've been doing that. And I think it's, it's difficult for leaders that want to have other people with them. Like, I love when you were talking about, like, I need a marketing presenter. Like you want a team with you. Like I'm very team oriented. I'm sure you are as well from basketball. Mm -hmm. Like I am so team oriented. I want everybody on my team. I want everyone to feel good on the team. I want everyone to love their job. And we've gotten to the point now with bash where it's a little bit like, okay, we got to tighten that up. Your job is your job. And we love that you love it here. And we want to keep it that way. But sometimes you're not going to love it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's going to really suck. And sometimes you're going to be up burning the midnight oil and then waking up at 5 a.m. to teach a class. And that's how you make something successful. And that's how you grind on the things that you want. And and that's why I had to zoom out and be like, okay, where are we going? Where Mm -hmm. exactly are we going? Because there's nothing worse than following a leader that is, you know, zigzagging all over the place. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and that Kanye doc, I'm sure, inspired you as well. But oh, um, it's so good. I'm not even on. I'm not. I'm not even done episode three. It's so fucking good. It's the best. I think it comes out today. Actually, I don't think I knew that you were a huge stan, but I I do remember. I mean, we've known each other since middle school. Like I remember all all those days. Yeah, I mean, I have a Kanye poster hanging. Uh, behind <laughs> us, actually, um, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Cool. I know you have to get out. You got a class to teach as the coach, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, but a couple more. Um, I mean, we've kind of touched on it throughout, but if you had to pick one, what would you say is like the biggest sacrifice to starting your own business? Because we've both had past experiences that we've sacrificed for, but like, what do you think is like, I don't want to say like you've given up totally, but like you have to if you're starting a business, you kind of have to realize that there's, there's no more of that. That's a tough one, huh? <laughs> it is, but I've been, I've done so many, um, like courses on like, just say the first one that comes to mind because that's the truth. And yeah. I'm just like sitting it on over here. Like, um, I mean, personal and romantic relationships for sure. Like I'm, 33 years old, I'm single. And I don't think that that's changing anytime soon because I, even if you've just listened to me talk about the fact that my vision wasn't sharp, my goals have always been sharp. I know what I've wanted to do. I know what I'm not willing to sacrifice to make this successful. And uh, one, it's the business, but also it's myself. And I think that I've, the other one that I would say in tandem with that is I've sacrificed a lot of myself. Mm -hmm. I've sacrificed so much of what makes me, me to make the business go. And that's another cool part of where I am though, is I know that the only way that this is going to be super successful is if I am my full self, because I am the founder and I am what makes this what it is. Mm -hmm. And showing that, right? Displaying that full self, whether it's to your team, social media, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like connecting back with vulnerability. I feel like when I first started the, the and that's where I was just talking about, right? Like I, I, when I started the company, I had no problem showing everything 
and every emotion. And, and it, but it's different to have control and be vulnerable and share and help people understand like, Hey, like I'm superhuman and or not. I'm, I'm human. I'm not superhuman. Um, super pause human. Um, and I, I am experiencing a lot of the same things you guys are. Um, I just know, I just, I just know I can step out of that imposter syndrome now and go for what I want because I truly believe in manifestation. I mean, look at the way the company started. I said out loud at a bar. I don't think I said that, but I said out loud at a bar, I'm starting my own boxing studio. Someone heard me called someone. And that person called me and was like, Hey, I'd like to get into group fitness. I'll help you find investors. A great origin so, story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a loud proclamation. That's awesome. Um, Cool. So one question that I've been asking across the board on all these, it's kind of like a, a wrap up question. Um, are, are you, you're good on time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this idea of like a mantra or a saying that you live by, is there one in particular that you would get tattooed on your body if you had to? Ooh. To make it a bit um, more permanent, you know, like something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was actually, I was just asked this, um, in women's franchise mag. interview. That same <laughs> and question? again, I'm going to, I'm going to go right to, um, what comes top of mind and what came right when they asked me that. And it's something my mom has said to me since I was probably, probably around the time we met, like probably in mm-hmm. middle school. And that's when it started to stick. Um, and it's just the, the, have it, <laughs> the, Henry David Thoreau quote of go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life that you imagine. There you go. And there's so many times that this is definitely, you know, as when you're starting your business, when you're founding, when you're in the trenches, that this is not the life that you imagined, but the, you're, you're building something. And if you really look around and I remind this to some of my team members all the time, I say, wealth is time. Mm-hmm. There is no difference in your day, well, to some degree. And, you know, uh, a millionaire's day, if you get to design your day, wealth is time. Mm-hmm. My team members that get to wake up and design their day, I'm like, you've made it. That's it. Like when I started yeah. to be able to design my day, and one of my business partners was like, when you get start to work for yourself, you'll do whatever you can. To, not, to stop, to never not work for yourself again. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been a big motivator for me. So even if it's not like the life I totally imagined, I mean, I, one of my members messaged me on Instagram. She's like, wow, it's so nice to see that you live in a small room and it's kind of a mess. And I was like, oh girl, you have no idea how I'm much regular. my yeah. exterior of my life is such a mess, but I make sure that I keep it tight at Bash and that I, I put all of my energy into that. Um, another quote I love from Barbara Corcoran right off of Shark Tank was I've never met a founder that wasn't completely obsessed with their business mm-hmm. that succeeded. So I love that too, because I'm totally obsessed with it. All of it. Yeah, that's a good one. You need to clear up some space for those. Those are both very good. <laughs> uh, I have no tattoos, Ben. None. No, pre- no pressure. Yeah, me neither. Now someone, I forget who it was, one of the people I asked that said they were like actually thinking about getting it. So I got to follow up on that one. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you got to follow up with that. Um, but cool. I think that's a good place to, to end it. Um, I know you have class to, class to coach. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 
just again want to reiterate i said it at the top but i'm proud of the work that you've done I, you know we've known each other for a long time i think you've built a really great business i think the community more than anything that you built is super impressive it's something we're trying to emulate with favor um and uh yeah i'm just happy that that you're happy and things are going well so and i'm a fan fan of the product um well i'm a huge fan of your product you know that i love all of them i will i tell anybody that asks me i'm like these are the best my body feels so much better afterwards i actually like wasn't using the energy one until recently and it's i don't drink afternoon coffee anymore because of favor so there you it go it works it works it works it's great hey look at that it works but um <laughs> th thanks again and uh continued success for from both of us thanks thanks ben right. cheers alex bye Bye.